the truth. The American dream has become a nightmare. Signs of the time are on cardboard on corners in town. Like a cancer that's silently spreading, there's an unspoken fear. We're on our way down. We must eat America back Main Street to Wall Street Cities and states Washington, D.C. Before it's too late, there's not long We need leaders who lead us Not stick us and bleed us Then ransom our future And our children's, that's wrong We must eat America As liberty weeps, our forefathers spin in their graves. Pray God will bless some way out of this mess. We must take America back. And good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Tuesday, May 16th, 2023 edition of the National Intel Report. I am your host for this Tuesday, Michael Herzog. And I will be with you for the next two hours. Now, the title for this evening's broadcast, The Fascination with Our Manipulation. Now, just a quick note here. Uh, There's a special going on right now through naturalearthmedicine.com. Any order over $100, folks, we are offering free shipping until further notice. Any natural soap, lotion, wand, candles, or any combination thereof, anything over $100 order, Uh, Free shipping. Now, back to the fascination with our manipulation. This was the title I had planned on using to do last week's broadcast, but as most of you are aware, I did no broadcast last week. Um, I was very sick last week. I'm still on the tail end of this, so bear with me here because I may have to hit the cough button several times. However, I found through events happening yeah, and just since last Tuesday, that the title that I came up with holds even more truth now than it did then, and we're only speaking of a seven-day period. That is how fast this country is speeding toward complete collapse, folks. Now, I'll start by posing this question, and you can ponder over it while I share with you what has brought me to my disturbing realization. What if you awakened one morning to discover that everything you thought you knew, everything you trusted as truth, everything you believed about the um, protection allegedly given us through the so-called benevolence of your government turned out to be a lie? Now, last week, on Monday morning, I found myself so sick I could barely move. I had no energy, I had joint pain, dizziness, stuffy nose, all the symptoms that once would have had me conclude I was the victim of either a bad cold or a creeping flu. But because of the COVID scam foisted upon us back in early of 2020, 
Folks, I myself questioned whether it might be possible that I had contracted the mysterious virus, we'll call it. But due to the recent and sudden passing of my sister and thoughts of mortality that had abounded through my psyche since that tragic event, frankly, um, I was more than a bit concerned. So Monday morning, I called Julie to let her know that I may not be able to broadcast, and I would call her back and affirm the next day. Um, During that past Monday, I pondered whether to drag myself to Walgreens and purchase a COVID test kit. And when I called Julie back Tuesday morning, I asked for her thoughts on my Monday consideration. And in that brief conversation, we both concurred that wasn't a good idea. But you know, later on, when I was able to get around, I did venture down to Walgreens. And this is a few days later, however. And I bought one just to see what it was. Two surprises here, folks. Well, not really. The first, they give it to you free if you give them your insurance card, obviously so they can track you. But the second surprise, the product certification slip enclosed came from the same place that the virus allegedly originated from, China. (laughs) What a surprise there, huh? So why would I have distrust? Well, the core issue, because trust in the medical system since COVID has evaporated for any with the ability or the discernment to see their playbook. And also last week, while I battled this mysterious illness, which, by the way, still isn't quite gone, folks, I received an email from a listener with a request to gain an interview from a couple of guests that were being interviewed in a video that she attached in the email. And uh, I've asked Julie to post it on the RBN website, which I've looked in there, and she has. I watched it in its entirety, and I reached out to the one guest, her name is Sheila Skiba, to respond. By the way, this was last, I believe, last Wednesday or Thursday. Um, and as of yet, I have heard nothing. But... I want to convey this to the listening audience because this woman has written a book regarding her nightmarish experience. Her husband, who died after a 40-day battle with what the hospital diagnosed as a viral infection, and the book outlines in detail, shall I say, the murderous protocols mandated by the United States medical establishment that she claims resulted in the death of her husband, evangelist Rob Skiba. Now, I'm going to have Julie play a three-minute clip outlining just some of what is contained in her book. I'm going to order the book, folks. I'm going to read the book, and I'm going to try again to get her up on the program in the not-too-distant future, hopefully. But go ahead, um, Julie, play, play that clip. Play clip one. I want you to listen to this. Did you know that a government-incentivized hospital protocol has led to the deaths of untold numbers of unsuspecting people? The Association of American Physicians and Surgeons noted, We now see government-dictated medical care at its worst in our history, since the federal government mandated these ineffective and dangerous treatments, and then created financial incentives for hospitals and doctors to use only those approved and paid-for approaches. 
The book, The Protocol That Kills, exposes the lethal regimen adopted by hospitals to maximize profits at the expense of patients' lives. This exhaustive expose provides a first-hand account of the protocol in action as it was invoked on an otherwise strong and healthy 52-year-old Rob Skiba, who was diagnosed with a viral infection by the admitting hospital. Within 40 days, this valiant Army veteran who had sworn to support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic, had fallen at the hands of a government-incentivized domestic enemy. This over 400-page true crime story uncovers every aspect of this lethal protocol in action, despite the protests of Rob Skiba and his wife. It includes disheartening text messages from Rob, who was locked away from his wife because she was forbidden to enter the hospital in the name of the protocol. Lawfully recorded detailed conversations his wife had with doctors, therapists, nurses, and hospital staff. Numerous pages extracted from the over 5,000-page hospital record that exposed the protocol that led to his tragic death. The testimony of a medical expert who provided his detailed analysis of the case. Invaluable and timely insights of a legal counsel who provides the story behind the story by providing crucial details and evidence along with over 100 citations from clinical studies, medical journals, federal regulations, and relevant books and articles that prove Rob did not die of natural causes, but due to the perpetrator's insistence that he follow the mandated and inhumane protocol that kills. As Richard Bartlett, M.D., says, This book shares a wealth of critical insights that will greatly aid in preventing future needless losses of life. The purpose of this book is to sound an alarm of a clear and present danger, as this lethal protocol is still being used against patients in hospitals all across America, and to provide you with essential insights that could help save your life or the life of someone you love. To be forewarned is to be forearmed. Get a copy today at theprotocolthatkills.com. All right. Thank you for that, Julie. Yeah, the protocol that kills dot com is a book that she wrote that basically gives a synopsis of that entire 40 day journey that she went through that ultimately killed her husband, folks. And I have to tell you, um, you know, also the, the interview that I watched in its entirety, I've had Julie post on the website. I'm going to encourage you folks to go in there at your leisure. Not right now, because you're listening to me. <laughs> but anyway, at some point in your leisure, go listen to that interview. Um, as I listened to that interview, I heard disturbing similarities of what Sheila had endured while she observed helplessly that was happening to her husband that also related to my sister's passing, that related to my daughter's neighbor's passing that you remember me talking about last week. That relate or week before, I'm sorry. <laughs> that related to the late manager of the re- resort I resided for two and a half years and th- her passing. All having strange similarities, folks, to what Sheila describes. Coincidence? I think not. Has my belief in the medical system collapsed? Absolutely. Would I rely on anything told to me in this day and age by a medical professional or a pharmacist? Absolutely not. 
So at your leisure, I want you to go in and watch the RBN post, Murder by Medicine. And as I mentioned earlier in the program, I actually was able to make it down to Walgreens and bought one of these kits. And I was fascinated, folks, by virtue of the fact that the, the, the lady at the pharmacy, not the pharmacy, but the lady up front, was trying to convince me to go back to the pharmacy and, and you know give them my insurance card and do all this stuff. And I can just have it for free. No, thank you. Even the thought that went through my mind a number of times last week, I was praying, folks, that I would not get sick enough to where um, I would even contemplate having to go to a hospital emergency room. I talked to my kids about it as well. And I told them, I said, if I die, I want to die at home. So shifting gears a bit here, and this is still on the subject of my fascination with our manipulation How about our judicial system, the one that is now over the top in their attempts to discredit, to vilify and incarcerate any and all who try to bring any truth to this insane world in which we're living, censoring, SWAT teaming, arresting, incarcerating brave, freedom-loving Americans whose crimes are nothing more than their love for this once great nation and the belief that it could be great again. And there's numerous ones out there. I mean, General Michael Flynn, we all know about him, Roger Stone, Alex Jones, over a thousand Americans arrested for protesting the theft of the 2020 election. And I emphasize the theft because it was stolen. Many of whom still rot in the D.C. jail two and a half years after voicing their discontent of that obvious fraud. Their belief, folks, didn't fit the government's narrative. And I want to emphasize that word because it's going to come up a few times. Belief. I also saw last week that Gonzalo Lira, a dual citizen, American Chilean, living in Kharkov, Ukraine, broadcasting truth, being interviewed by a number of different people on different alternative news, broadcasting the truth about the Ukraine conflict. He was arrested on May 5th by the Ukrainian SBU for allegedly producing pro-Russian propaganda. Now, this is what he said. This is what the Oblast Prosecutor's Office put forth as evidence against Gonzalo Lira. Have a listen to this. It's only 30 seconds long, but I want you to hear what they arrested him for. Go ahead and play clip two, uh, Julie. Thank you. Vladimir Putin, he is, for all intents and purposes, what you would call an ethnic nationalist. But he's not an imperialist, the Kiev regime. I'm, I'm telling you right now. Uh, it, these people are neo-fascist, neo-Nazis. The West is the one puppeteering Zelensky, right? The Kiev regime also constantly shelling the regions of the Donbass. 16,000 people died after 2015 up until the start of this conflict. You know, 1,000 children or 800 children were killed. Okay, you heard 30 seconds to this. Everything that Gonzalo Lira said in this is absolutely true. It's not propaganda. It's not made up. It's absolutely true. But yet the SBU, the Oblast Prosecutor's Office, posted this on public media so everybody can see, and they claim that this is the reason that they arrested Lira. Now, again, uh, as I said, everything in there was true. It has been verified to be true by several Western sources that they themselves have admitted. Human Rights Watch, in their title, uh, and uh, I believe there's, it was put out in 2014, Ukraine, widespread use of cluster munitions. 
government responsible for cluster attacks on Donetsk. This is back in 2014. In a BBC News site, quote, neo-Nazi threat in Ukraine, 2014, end quote. Out of Reuters, a commentary, Ukraine's neo-Nazi problem, put out in 2018. Out of the Hill, Congress bans arms to Ukraine militia linked to neo-Nazis. That was, again, in 2018. And from the UN Human Rights Watch, in January of 2022, just prior to the Russian intervention in Ukraine, referring to eastern Ukraine, from 2014 to 21, shelling their own population in eastern Ukraine. This was put out by Human Rights Watch. Everything that Lyra said is true, yet Ukraine jails him, calling it Russian propaganda. Now, the question is, why is Gonzalo Lira, an American citizen, now in jail for stating what the American government, what Amnesty International, and what the UN has already stated on several occasions dating all the way back to 2014? Why is now the U.S. government, Amnesty International, Human Rights Watch, and the UN saying nothing about this, even though Lira's arrest has made has been made public online by the Ukraine government. Well, let me tell you why, folks. Because now it no longer fits their narrative. Now they want you to have a different belief, one completely opposite of what they would have you believe prior to the Russian police action of 2022. Oh, and uh, by the way, if Vladimir Zelensky is such a proponent of truth and believes in free speech and Western democracy, as he touted in front of Congress before Nancy Pelosi tried to kiss him, why would he order Lira's arrest? Yes, the fascination with our manipulation or their vain attempts in trying to convince us to, quote, again, Here's that word to believe whatever narrative fits their agenda at the moment. Sort of reminds you of another belief they've perpetrated on the public for the past hundred years. Now, remember this one? I reported it back in, I think, gosh, late December of 2022. Internal Revenue Service Manual, Section 1.5.2.2. Our system of taxation depends on the taxpayer's belief that the tax laws follow and apply to everyone. Well, this belief seems not to be true when it comes to the Biden family. Now, all IRS agents have at their avail an Internal Revenue Manual, and they are all aware of this section. So, there's that word again. Belief. But really, do they apply it to everyone? Well, if you think so, think again. As yesterday, the New York Post just published uh, an article that would pop anyone's balloon on that particular belief. Now, we're going to take a break here. When we get back, I want you to listen to this. See you in three. 
Go to republicbroadcasting.org, smash that donate button like Russian peacekeepers smashing through the Azov neo-Nazi terrorists in the Donbass. I don't think you can explain politics without looking at Jewish power any more than you can explain physics without dealing with gravity. 9-11 was a jointly conducted covert operation that involved multiple states, the Saudis, the Israelis, and what you could call the deep state in the cool United with States. anti-Semitic remarks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're jiggling juice, we used to say, the, uh, the dancing Israelis. Uh, so even the Republicans now are compromising and they're pushing issues that are destructive to the white race. They would always say, like, are we just going to talk about this stuff on the radio? Like, what are we going to do about it? Either we force the democracy to work by actually getting the ballot access, getting the candidates, getting in office, getting our message out there to the people, or we expose just how undemocratic it is. The Patrick and Jeremy Show, Tuesday at 9 Central and Wednesday at 1 Central. Let's talk debt versus deficit. I'm Peter Seraphine with another Liberty Minute. The national debt is like your credit card balance. It is the amount of money owed if you pay it off right now. The national debt limit is like your credit limit. It is the maximum amount you are allowed to borrow. The 14th Amendment says that the public debt shall not be questioned. It does not say that increasing the debt can't be questioned or challenged. Every time we approach the debt limit, politicians on both sides say that we will default on our debt if we don't raise the limit. Well, that's only true if government keeps spending on everything that they want. Only two expenses are specifically authorized by the U.S. Constitution, the public debt and national defense. Constitutionally, everything else is optional. Pay the debt payment and the national defense expense, and budget what's left. No debt increase needed. Don't let politicians lie to you so that they can keep spending your money with reckless abandon. Please visit the shop at liberty-lighthouse.com and pick up a bumper sticker or t-shirt. Until next time, see this Pashev Parabellum. Did you know the IRS publicly admits that income tax is collected by voluntary compliance? Get the information you need to help you avoid income tax with these five easy steps. All you have to do is go to avoidincometax.com to get your five easy steps on how to avoid the IRS income tax. Escape the IRS. Let avoidincometax.com help you. We guarantee our five easy steps or your money back. Go to avoidincometax.com. All right, folks, we're back with the National Intel Report. Michael Herzog, your host. Now, before the break, I said, uh, you know, (laughs) if you think so, think again, because the New York Post just published um, an article that would pop anyone's balloon on the belief that uh, on the taxpayers belief, if you will. Um, The post is up on RBN's website. Um, It says. 
the IRS on Monday, which was um, yesterday, I guess, removed the entire investigative team from its long-running tax fraud probe of first son Hunter Biden in the alleged retaliation against the whistleblower who recently contacted Congress to allege a cover-up in the case. The New York Post has learned. And um, now I, I had uh, uh, Julie publish the entire press conference um, last week of James Comer talking about uncovering millions of dollars worth of money laundering money that's been going to Biden's family members. But it's interesting that um, they removed the entire investigative team. Remember, Hunter Biden had been being investigated for you know, irregularities with taxes. Remember, he was paying $50,000 a month for a home owned by his father. Remember that nothing in Biden's tax records showed anything about any income being written down on his tax return for that $50,000 a month. Well, the, uh, <laughs> they, they, they basically, uh, removed the probe, removed the, uh, uh the investigation. The entire investigative team. Now, that purge was uh, allegedly done on the orders of the Justice Department. Uh, what's it? Moshe Garfinkel there. Huh. Is there any surprise there, folks? The, uh, the whistleblower's attorneys uh, had informed congressional leaders in a letter that it was the Justice Department that did it. Now, the supervisor, criminal supervisory special agent, that we represent, according to the letter put out by Congress, was informed that he and his entire investigative team are being removed from the ongoing and sensitive investigation of the high-profile, controversial subject about which our client sought the client uh, to make whistleblower disclosures to Congress. He was informed the change was at the request of the Department of Justice, i.e. Moshe Garfinkel. This is written by Mark Lytle, attorney, and Tristan Levitt. The whistleblower who supervised the Hunter Biden probe since early of 2020 hasn't publicly identified the first son as the subject of the case, and he says it's being brushed under the rug. But these congressional sources confirmed it. Now, the question is, is there any surprise there? Back with the fascination, folks, of our manipulation, the media would have us believe that Joe Biden was a legally elected by popular vote president. And if we don't believe it, we're censored, we're ostracized, we're vilified, we're arrested. If you uh, uh, attended the event in uh, Washington, D.C., we're called conspiracy theorists. Yet one would have to cast all logic aside to swallow that nonsense they would have us believe that 51 former intelligence experts all concurred that the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation. And if we believed it, we'd have to be crazy conspiracy theorists. Yet, as it turns out, it is true. And the FBI, the DOJ, the IRS, the CIA... The NSA would all have us believe that the election was legitimate, that Biden is the true president and that Hunter is a saint and Biden knew nothing of his sons 
foreign business dealings. Well, there's only one small problem with the narrative they continue to try to shove down our throats, folks. The GOP won the House back, back in November, and they did as promised and immediately launched an investigation. Now, what I'm going to have Julie play after the break for you is just part of the opening statement that Representative James Comer uh, came out with at the opening of uh, last week's Wednesday press conference, putting the media on notice. All of the media was there, folks. All the mainstream players, all the lackeys were there. They put them on notice, and they provided them with documented banking wire transfer evidence that indeed, like the Hunter laptop, the allegations are true. Now, I'm going to go to a break here shortly. Um, when we get back, I'm going to... There's a number of people that talk during this press conference, and it's posted on the website for you guys all to watch. But uh, when we get back, I'm going to have her play about two minutes of it. So be back in three. Michael Herzog, National Intel Report. Stick around. More to come. are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Are you one of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs? For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try Hemp Paste for the price of a cup of coffee. HempPaste.com slash RBN. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at RepublicBroadcasting.org and visit HempPaste.com slash RBN. Corporate media dominates the American opinion. Finding independent voices that counter this avalanche is becoming increasingly difficult. With the endless corruption running rampant throughout our government, independent voices are needed more than ever to battle the offensive against our freedoms and liberties. As a listener of RBN, no one understands this concept better than you. Now it's up to you to do your part. The time has come for you to take action and begin broadcasting the truth to hundreds or thousands of people every month. Sound impossible? Quite the contrary. With pointed slogans from LibertyStickers.com, you can reach countless sleeping Americans unaware that they live in a real-life wonderland. LibertyStickers.com has a huge inventory of political bumper stickers and messages that reflect the truth about our government, our politicians, and the future of America. With so many in stock, there's one perfect for you. Visit us today at LibertyStickers.com. Again, that's LibertyStickers.com. Do your part. Your voice is important. Let it be heard. 
Homeowners, if your lender has gone out of business or sold your transaction to another lender or servicer, you may be the victim of a wrongful foreclosure resulting in the loss of your home. If you've already lost your home, are in foreclosure, or even in good standing, you can challenge the mortgage transaction's illegal issue and your property can be restored to you. And your foreclosure can be stopped or reversed and the mortgage transaction declared unenforceable. State laws, U.S. title codes, the Uniform Commercial Codes, and U.S. Supreme Court rulings have upheld that defective mortgage documentations can reverse or stop foreclosures and enforce property title claims in favor of the homeowner. We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers, providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultations are free, and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects. Please call 855-253-3748. 855-2-KEEP-IT-TODAY. Folks, we're back with the National Intel Report. Yeah, I see a dark cloud on the horizon. It's getting darker by the minute. As I mentioned before the break, um, I'm going to have Julie play just two minutes of the uh, opening statement by Representative James uh, Comer that was uh, heading up this investigatorial committee. By by the way, again, it's posted on the website. I would encourage you to go have a listen at your convenience. It's about an hour, I think about an hour and 40 minutes long, and um, it has a number of speakers there. Uh, People delegated to different aspects of this investigation. And, folks, what they're uncovering, I have never in my life, since I have fogged a mirror on this planet, I have never in my life seen so much corruption by one individual. Go ahead and play that uh, clip three, first two minutes of that, uh, Julie. Thank you. All right. Thank you all for coming today. Since taking the gavel in January, the Committee on Oversight and Accountability has accelerated its investigation of the Biden family's domestic and international business practices that we began last Congress. I want to be clear. This committee is investigating President Biden and his family's shady business deals that capitalize on Joe Biden's public office and risked our country's national security. This committee has a duty to ask questions and pursue the facts no matter where they take us. Through the committee's investigation, we intend to provide transparency to the American people and reach legislative solutions. In only four months since obtaining subpoena authority, we have made astonishing progress. Today, we'll talk about that progress. First, we want to discuss information the committee has learned since our last press conference in November. New information investigators have uncovered regarding the transfer of money from foreign entities to the Biden family. Many of the wire payments occurred while Joe Biden was vice president and leading the United States efforts in these countries. First instance, While Vice President Biden was lecturing Romania on anti-corruption policies, 
In reality, he was a walking billboard for his son and family to collect money. Hunter Biden and his associates capitalized on a lucrative financial relationship with the Romanian national who was under investigation for and later convicted of corruption in Romania. The Bidens received over $1 million for the deal. And 16 of the 17 payments to their associates' account that funneled the Bidens' money occurred while Joe Biden was vice president. All right. Thanks, Julie. That's just the tip of the iceberg, folks. That's just a two-minute opening of just James Comer and uh, Jim Jordan speaks, uh, Representative May speaks. There's a number of people that speak on their different aspects of the investigation. And it's just it's jaw-dropping, folks what they're uncovering about this current sitting pseudo-president and why they don't march into the White House and arrest him right now, I don't know. But again, this is posted in its entirety on the RBN website, and the evidence collected thus far, and by the way, I mean, they're just getting started, folks, but it's damning evidence. I want you to watch it at your leisure. Um, I'll give you a visual of the character it'll give you a, a, a visual of the character of the man or lack thereof currently planting his arse in the white house he risked this country's national security and is likely still doing so 16 of the 17 wire transfers that they have uncovered so far occurred while joe biden was the vice president And one was made by a Romanian national that was then currently under investigation for and later convicted of corruption in in Romania. Uh, The Biden family received over a million dollars for this one event. Not to mention that Hunter Biden actually flew to Bucharest, Hungary to testify on behalf of that Romanian, Gabriel Papavisiu. Well, I guess Hunter's soliloquy didn't do Gabriel much good as he was still convicted, thank God. But not only Joe and Hunter, but Joe's brother, Joe's brother's wife, Bo Biden, the late Bo Biden, remember him? He was the uh, secretary or uh, the attorney general of the state of Delaware. Bo Biden's widow received money. Hunter's ex-wife, Hunter's current wife, plus three children of the president and of the president's son and his brother have all received wire transfers from foreign entities through this shell game that they're playing. And you know what Joe's only comment was or has been thus far from this conference? Oh, it's not true. And the White House is calling it a political stunt. Now, What was brought forth in that conference was literally in the media's face. They were all there, folks. Okay, I mean, ABC, CBA, uh, CNN, MSNBC, all the players were there. It was literally, they put it right in the media's face to do something with it. It remains to be seen if they will, but so far I've heard nothing, nothing but crickets. So I guess we'll see if there's any repercussions from the FBI or the DOJ. Well, there has been. Because remember, they just pulled the whistleblower. They just they, they, they just stopped the investigation with the, the guy that was investigating and his team. Huh. How about that? Yeah, that's their that's called doubling down, folks. Right. As opposed to stepping up to the plate and admitting it. 
they doubled down on it and they just pulled the investigative team. Yeah. So here's the big question. The one for which Congress is seeking answers. What did the Biden family do exactly for all of those millions that they tried to hide, which is now being exposed? Um, also, the title of a New York Post article that was off the press the very next day, last Thursday, after this press conference. Uh, I'll share that with you in just a minute. We've got, I haven't opened the phone lines yet, but it looks like I've got a caller on the line. Um, let's go to Phil in Florida. Phil, you're on with Michael. What's on your mind, partner? Hi, Michael. I'm, I'm really glad you're talking about this. Uh, I, I was in the kitchen that morning that the press conference was uh, broadcast live, and I believe it was on uh, C-SPAN as well. I don't know if it was on. I, I had the Fox network on, so it was covering it. Um, but but uh, watching this 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 uh, press release press conference there to the media, and it's like they 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 were they they couldn't pay these reporters that were sitting there to ask them a question. It was just amazing, you know. Uh, and then one of the questions I did hear was a question saying, you said there were 13 family members, but you only mentioned so-and-so. I mean, you know, to, to kind of discredit whatever they were saying, there was no interest by these reporters in the, the press room there and, and, uh, and this is huge, man. This makes like Watergate or anything look look like uh, child's play, you know. And uh, go ahead. I was just going to say, you're right. You're absolutely right. I mean, this is like, you know, it, it makes the Watergate thing look like a Boy Scout event. Um, and the, the, you're right about the, the reporters sitting there afraid to ask questions. And if they did ask, they would put, try to find a question that they could literally try to pick apart. Anybody yes. that was speaking, as opposed to address the actual issue, which is t- typical with this left-wing media. But what the point, the yeah. point is, they handed the evidence, put it right in their lap. Yes. And is there anything being done with it? The only thing that I have seen up to this point that has been done is that they have retracted uh, the 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 whistleblower and his team from the investigation in the tax issue on Hunter Biden. Which tells me that all of these people, and I'm talking about the FBI, the NSA, the uh, CIA, the IRS, all of these people are in collusion with one another. They're all bought off, compromised, they're threatened, whatever it is. And the fascination with our manipulation, I have to tell you, I've lost complete confidence in every aspect of this government, every aspect of our system as it stands, whether it be medical, judicial, corporate, uh, political, it doesn't matter. Okay, everywhere you look, whether it be immigration, and I haven't even gotten to that part yet, okay, mm-hmm. everything, the school system, everything is just being shaken at its roots, at its core. And nobody is doing anything about it. The people that are coming forward are being ostracized and vilified and poo-pooed like, oh, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, I thought you said it was 13, and there's, you only mentioned nine. No, that means that you're lying. You know, something along those lines. Would you agree, Phil? Yes, and I um, was on the phone earlier today with another listener, Peter from Los Angeles, uh-huh. and we were talking about this. 
and uh, you know the, the whole uh, phenomenon here that that with the media and everybody. And I have a, a sister that's in from Boston. I used to live in Boston, and the I sincerely believe that making Orange Man bad has affected everything you know to the point where um the 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 opposite of orange man which would be the the democrat party and whoever's you know uh, whoever's in the the front seat there biden or, or whoever um is acceptable you know and and they just don't even let them put their the fingers in their ears or whatever, you know, they're not going to listen to air. And I talked to Peter, I told him, I went through this with nine eleven truth back in the early days, you know, Oh five, Oh six, when uh, the Republican administration was still in charge, Bush Cheney. And we were with the veterans for peace. And that was before I came to know it as being a left only need apply organization i was in it for stopping the war based on the 9-11 lie and i got the same thing from people who identified as conservatives or voting republican you know you could take the uh the the 10 second clip of building seven coming down and, and they just would not look at it you know because their guy their team was in charge and that was then this is this is 23 years later of, of uh, you know, dividing people and getting their heels dug in even more. And Orange Man Bad, th- that was, that has worked wonderfully for this division and allowing all this tyranny because the alternative is the Orange Man, you see. And, you know, my friends in Boston, my my friends from... The anti-war days, you know, you would call them left or Democrat or whatever. You know, college degrees, smart people, people I used to have fun with, and, and you know, not stupid people. But all of this is okay, or they just don't look at it because of orange man bad. This huh. is what I'm experiencing out here, uh, uh, Michael, and I, I need to, I need to testify this to you, man, because I have been experiencing this phenomenon through family and friends, and and I did have the similar experience back in the early days of Iraq and 9/11 Truth with the other side, you know, uh, because it was their team that was right. uh, on on duty when. 9-11 happened. No, I agree, and I, 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 I'm going to let you go. I appreciate your input. Yeah. I'm going to comment on okay. that, but because uh, I want to get back to this, Phil. But thanks for the phone call. Um, yeah, and you know, back at the time, uh, I was I was in Texas for a while, and I remember almost being arrested. I had police show up at my door because I was calling out George Bush at a party of conservatives of uh, uh, over the uh, depleted uranium thing. And um, I was staying with a friend of mine in Fredericksburg, and the police showed up at his door um, asking questions about me. But getting back to this, so it's, you know, it hasn't changed, and it's just gotten worse. But according to this New York Post article off the press the very next day, the headline is, Move over, Gambinos. The Biden family racket puts you to shame. 
It says, we've never seen a presidential family receive these sums of money from foreigners, including U.S. adversaries. Um, this is a, a statement made by James Comer. As he released that memo Wednesday, highlighting some $10 million plus from foreign nationals that went to nine members of the president's family. And the text messages suggest that Hunter regularly shifted funds directly to his dad, but Joe also plainly benefited just from having the whole clan taken care of. And after reviewing those bank statements, the committee warned that some of the fundraisers from overseas may be signs of influence peddling, hmm. flagging the Biden's family pattern of courting business in regions of the world in which the then vice president had an outsized role and influenced U.S. policy. And crucially, the committee exposed evidence suggesting a deliberate effort to conceal the source and the amount that came from abroad. And the family and associates created a complicated, suspicious network of over 20 companies, mostly LLCs, formed while Joe Bob was the vice president. And significant deposits from foreign sources would go to the Biden associates, who then transfer smaller incremental payments to the Biden bank accounts. And as many as 12 banks... Uh, may have been involved in this, though, though James Comer and company haven't reviewed the records from all of them yet. He went on to say it's kind of like financial gymnastics, folks, as one would put it, straight out of crime films. And, of course, Biden denies any wrongdoing by him or his son, that is, when he's willing to take questions on the subject at all. Yet the evidence that he not only knew about the family business but participated in it is growing. How, after all, does the president think his son and brother and other family members were making their living? And the White House even denies the family got money from China, despite screenshots of their bank accounts, the bank transfers. Now, again, there's no clear sign of exactly what Beijing or Biden's Romanian Ukrainian uh, benefactors thought they were buying other than friendship or FaceTime. And it would be hard to believe that Hunter Biden was so charismatic that he could convince foreign nationals to wire millions of dollars into not just his account, but eight of his family members' accounts. And certainly it's not clear what, besides having his dad as vice president, Hunter brought to the table and the elaborate efforts to hide where the family windfalls were coming from. It certainly suggests Hunter, James Biden, and their partners didn't want to explain that. Got to take a break. We'll be back. Top of the hour. Oh, no, it's not the top of the hour. Not yet. We'll be back in three. Michael Herzog, National Report. Uh, National Intel Report. I'm not done yet. Stick around. More to come. If you want this gun, you got to come through us and take it. One shot at a time. Tahibo Tea Club's original pure pouty Arco Super Tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus does not grow on. As a result, it naturally has antifungal, anti-infection, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system, and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit drinksupertea.com. The first word is drink, spelled D-R-I-N-K, then the word super, then the word tea. The complete website is drinksupertea.com. Or call us at 818-965-9113, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. 
That's 818-965-9113. DrinkSuperTea.com. My name is Don Wiskin, and at 42 years old, I suffered a massive heart attack, lost 35% of my heart to damaged tissue, and was supposed to spend the rest of my life on disability. What did I do? I took Extendivite, a garlic and cayenne mix of seven herbs which rebuilt my heart and gave me back my life. For over 17 years now, I have made this formula available to you so you don't have to suffer the same thing I did. Clean your blocked arteries and strengthen your heart and boost your natural immune system. I'm 60 years old now and I still work every day. To get your Extendivite, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. Extendivite is only $69.95 for a two-month supply of either capsules or liquid. Extend your life with Extendivite. My name is John. I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back, uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it, and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee. It's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumers' house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee... You have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get. And you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. some kind of way out of here. I've got a solution. I got some kind of way out of here, folks, when I get through with this report. So stick with me. <laughs> I'll blab it out to you when I get there. But you know, you know, the, the the question arises, what services were being provided to these foreign nationals, to these foreign governments by, you know, Biden's uh, brother and Biden's son and Biden's son's girlfriend and Biden's son's ex-wife, Biden's son's former or uh, current wife, uh, Bo Biden's uh, late or widowed wife and his uh, Biden's girlfriend, by the way, three of the grandchildren. What services they, were they providing? Well, you know, the thing is, now that they can no longer wave the whole thing off as Russian disinformation, maybe Biden's defenders want to claim all these foreign actors were just investing in a promising young artist. <laughs> Remember the paintings of Hunter Biden? But what does it remind you of, folks? I happened to think about this during the break. Remember when the Clinton Foundation was going hot and heavy all the way through uh, uh, when uh, Secretary Clinton was Secretary of State? And all of a sudden, when she lost the election, boy, that, that, that just collapsed. Biden was doing this all the way through his vice presidency, and now in his presidency, God knows what he's doing. Look at all the money, $150 billion plus is being funneled off to Ukraine. How much of that is coming back at campaign contribution, and God knows what all, and I'm not done yet, okay? 
The ultimate hypocrisy in all of this is the fact that all the while that Joe Biden and his family were pocketing proceeds from their nothing burger services, Biden was lecturing Romania on anti-corruption policies. But hey, (laughs) with what we've seen from him thus far, does that surprise any of us folks? By the way, I I meant to interject when Phil was on the phone. He was talking about Peter in Los Angeles. And a lot of the content that I get when I put together and report this to you comes from Peter in Los Angeles with his Outlook team, folks. So I want to, again, put a shout out there and thank you to Peter in L.A. Keep it coming, Peter. So you may have heard rumblings from time to time that there were banks and other entities that filed 170 suspicious activity reports tied to foreign payments that the Biden family or their associates allegedly received. Maybe this time they'll take a closer look. Well, gee, after just what happened and the fact that they pulled the investigator, the whistleblower and his entire team away from, you know, this whole thing and testifying in the uh, 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 under the congressional uh, committee. I don't think so. I don't have a lot of faith in it. And even the former U.S. Treasury official Phil Stevenson testified in 2017 that the Romanian fight against corruption itself has been corrupted. And who corrupted it? None other than the sitting pseudo-president, creepy, sleepy Joe Biden. Yeah. The fascination with our manipulation. And from what we've seen in the past... Do we dare, folks, hold a glimmer of hope that any real justice will surface from all of this? We know it's true. They know it's true. But unfortunately, truth seems unimportant to those who hold power. They are much more concerned about what they can convince the sheeple to believe. There's that word again. Top of the hour coming up. We'll be back in two. Michael Herzog, National Intel Report. Phone lines will be open, 512-248-8252. See you after the break. Gilad Otzman says the essence of Jewish power is the ability to prevent the discussion of Jewish power. Jewish power requires anybody in politics to understand it and know about it, but never talk about it. My awakening really sums up with the very best evidence, the facts and the truth about race and the fact that race drives history and the truth about the Jewish question. The younger you get, the greater the percentage of people who identify as alphabet soup, you know, LGBTQ, RS. This woman, she's like, oh yeah, I identify as a koala two years ago. And I'm like, what? A koala? What? Maybe if it was quickie koala, that might be cool, but otherwise, I don't know. How about an inward pass? Have you ever received an inward pass from any of your black friends? Biden invited a drag queen to come for the signing of the Respect for Marriage Act. It's the Respect for Anal Sex Act. So, yeah, <laughs> I mean, let's, let's, let's just call it like it is. The Patrick and Jeremy Show, Tuesday at 9 Central and Wednesday at 1 Central. 
You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. Truth, truth.